I'm Keith MacArthur. Unlocking Bryson's Brain is a podcast about my son, the rare disease that keeps him from walking or talking. I mean, Bryson's perfect, but his life is really hard. And our family's search for a cure. Oh my gosh, maybe science is ready for this. It's part memoir, part medical mystery. We can do just about anything. Modifying DNA. My heart and my throat. Cure is controversial. Unlocking Bryson's Brain. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Are you not eating that? Mm Mm-hmm. You are eating mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Well, Get the you, fuck out of here. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm covering this because you you spit when you talk. <laughs> I don't spit when I talk. Yeah, you do. And especially when you talk. So, I don't even know what we're talking about today. No, we don't. Um, uh, Brian booked you like last night, I yeah. think. Yeah. Actually, like, this was Dylan, very- so Dylan's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking to Dylan. And uh, I've been talking to J- Dylan kind of like on and off a little bit over the past couple of weeks yeah. because uh, oh, I was sweet. trying to book him in a few weeks ago and then and then things just didn't work out. So I wrote him yesterday and I was like, hey, dude, do you like mornings? Um, how's 8 a.m. sound? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so here we are, 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning, getting ready to talk about... Uh, various types of cancer that I have had and... The, Come right up on that mic, oh, like uncomfortably close. Various yeah. types. I, wait, yeah, so... Uh, Two, which is fun, and a bunch of other uh, ailments that have come along with doing this at a young age and mm-hmm. getting to where I am now, ten years later. Okay, so you're so you're you're thirty years old today. Yes. Uh, well, not today, but well, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, day and Brian, age the way 30. you said that, I I felt inclined to wish to start <laughs> yeah. singing Happy Birthday <laughs> so right then and there. I'm just, I'm just uh, getting excited <laughs> about my birthday, yeah. which is uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, wow. dude, right. I turned 30 hey, it's your 30th tomorrow. birthday tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck, Brian. Uh, as I said earlier, it's it, people say it's downhill, but I disagree. Are you yeah. going to get a sash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, birthday a, sash. Kind of like a kind of like a bachelor. Just, just carry sparklers thing. around. Yeah. Constantly. And a tiara. Yeah. Tim, I'm sad. I'm, I'm gonna, not going to be here for your birthday. I leave at like he, 7 a.m. tomorrow. He's not going to be here for his birthday, dude. He's leaving. Yeah, I'm driving to Quebec you tonight. You do too. Right. Okay. <laughs> dude, do you want to? Oh, you're driving tonight. Yeah. All right. We're driving tomorrow morning. Oh, were you gonna say? Do you want to drive together? Yeah, I was like, we should convoy. Yeah, oh, I thought yeah. you meant like no, in we're, the same we're, car. I went. That's not. That wouldn't that work. Would be really dumb. <laughs> no, All right, yeah. so we're not here to talk about uh, <laughs> carpooling, but right. uh, so Dylan, you said various types of cancer. Yeah. Um, what kind of cancers are we talking about? So let, let me guess. I'm gonna just take a guess. Sure. I'm gonna look at you. All right. What did I have? All right. You got uh, your tattooed boy with some glasses and some nice facial hair and short, short cropped hair. I'm gonna go with. Ball cancer and nose cancer. Nose cancer. You're you're close on the second one. Okay, right. right but right. N- but you're incredibly far away. On I the said first nose one. cancer because you just look like you're uh, just an absolute coke fiend. <laughs> um, wow. It's that rocker look. Yeah. You know? What's, I, what's I, nose cancer? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's a thing. Can you say that? Can you look at somebody and say you look like you're an absolute coke fiend? Like, is that <laughs> insulting? Um, it's either insulting or a, a, a really badass compliment well it's 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 not insulting because there was a bunch of years that i was actually called that okay oh i'm so sorry and and for visualization 
Whoa! Whoa! Oh, whoa! Fucking <laughs> fuck! Oh yeah, my dude, that god! That made me feel weird. Oh, Holy shit! How is that? Your teeth, as a collective, were just removed from your bottom yes. part. Okay. People can't see this, <laughs> can, but can Dylan we? literally just took the bottom section of his teeth and tossed them out of his mouth yeah. halfway. So are the whole are all those fake? Everything is. Dude, yeah. Can do we, that one more time. Can Let's, we can we put that wow. on our can we put that on our Instagram real quick? And the bottom is the bottom Holy is fake shit. as well. Or sorry, the top is fake both, as well. Both, yeah, top and bottom. So I had a full extraction. Did the top just not come out in the same? They, no, not the same as ease? not as easy. Yeah. You know, so uh, they they do come out, but it's just it's it's harder because where the top or you know gravity fights you. Yeah. So like if I it, it, years ago if I used to do like say, like, an F noise or something, that would pop the front out. Like, I've spit them out in the past until they got, like, super tight in <laughs> after a couple of, uh, you know, like, four years of trying to get them perfect so you don't, nobody knows, right? So, okay. All right, for the hey, gram. Here hey, we go. Hey, Dylan, smile. Oh, oh <laughs> and the noise. God. The noise is what the gets noise it. I should have made that a boomerang. I really fucked up. Uh, yeah. um, all right, so let's come back to this then. Yeah. So, 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 so that's in the story about why, yeah. why why that is. And it's all related. Okay. So, But basically, uh, as you said, with the cocaine <laughs> thing, I, I'm, I don't touch any drugs. hard drugs yes. ever in my life. Yes, like, I've been, never ladies had Ladies and gentlemen, it. that was a joke. That, oh, was, yeah. a, that was a joke. <laughs> um, mind you, more stuff will come up about that in the story. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, a- after radiation, uh, my, all my teeth were out of my head. Wow. And that and So there was a couple of years where I literally looked like a recovering drug addict. And a lot of people were like, are, are, you know, what's, what's your past like? And when I tell them, oh, I've had cancer, it's different from I haven't taken care of myself or I've been yeah. on meth or coke or totally. stuff like and that. And that's probably what a lot of people think with in terms of Huge. teeth. Like people, are th- people aren't thinking, oh, I wonder if he had radiation. Exactly. It is a very methy look. Oh, it you know, is. Like having your teeth yep. falling out of your face. L- and and, and yeah. literally, like I would go to the dentist to try to fix one and three more would fall out wow. by the time where like three more pieces or chunks would all... That's uh, yeah. so. What's that's ha- crazy? Like that's the first time I've ever heard of of that happening from radiation. Is it yeah. because of the area that they were targeting with e- the radiation? E- exactly. So my first cancer was lymphoma. So it was lymphoma non Hodgkin's big B cell, is what I had <laughs> at first. Okay. And, so uh, non Hodgkin's lymphoma means we've we've gone over this before on the podcast. Yep. But what does that mean exactly? I I wish I knew a little bit more about it, but I don't. All I know is it's actually a blood cancer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Is it? No, no, it's lymphoma. Is, isn't lymphoma a blood cancer? I mean, you That's think we know? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 the, yeah. No, lymphoma is in the lymph. Nodes. Lymph, right, right. But right. what was weird about mine when it grew, it actually grew as what felt like a tooth infection. So it kind of all started with dental. So I actually Whoa. had a little tumor, and it grew <laughs> right, right on the right hand side of my lower jaw. And uh, it started out as a tooth that I had a root canal done on when I was a, really young. And this, uh, this tooth started to get really loose out of nowhere. And uh, so we went to the dentist and we're like, okay, that's super weird. Uh, they kind of touched the tooth and it's like, yeah, that's definitely infected. We should probably pull it out. There's already done a root canal. There's nothing you can do to save it. Pull out this tooth. Okay, cool. So we do it. And... Uh, but a week later, they put me on antibiotics that's all inflamed, and uh, the one in the back started to get something to it as well. 
And this kind of it was a it was a trend, you know. So mm-hmm. like, it was like kept happening, and like yeah. your teeth one by one, like one by they one, start, they started having to like pull them out. Yep. So um, now is this is this tumor growing in that area because because your lymph you know there's lymph nodes in your neck, and so it's close to that spot. Exactly. So what was what what was strange because mine they, they it, it took them about three months to find it to figure out what it was between multiple biopsies and being hospitalized for a month and a half or right. not a month and a half for about a month. And uh, all these tests and literally I was treated for everything I was treated for. Uh, uh, oh, there, were, there was one. It was one I didn't want to have anyway. Uh, and it was it was something to do with my face and my pain and my nerves. I was treated for infectious disease. Uh, the last thing I was treated for was cancer because they didn't think that's what it was, the way it was growing. Right. Man, lymphoma must be so um, interesting the way that it like shows up in your body because you have so many lymph nodes in your exactly. body that like it can literally look different and affect different parts of your body depending on where it shows up. It, how it, how it many lymph nodes there. do you have? Oh God. I feel like you have like 150 or something like that. There's a really? lot. Yeah. yeah. And they're everywhere. No idea. Because when I get checked, it's my neck under my arms, uh, in your groin area. They're, yeah. they're, those are the main parts that they can and then get spread as well. Wow. Yeah. Like through your lymphatic system, like it's, it's, I imagine it's probably pretty easy for lymphoma to spread throughout the body. As, as far as I know, yes, but I was lucky where mine kind of stayed above the neck. So when you said nose cancer, right? Uh, I also had it in my sinuses. Whoa, fuck! So really? that's, that's why you were close. <laughs> oh, wow. dude, wow, wow, good guess. Yeah. See, you guys, I'm not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and considering I had never heard anybody even say the word nose cancer before, oh, wait, and that's why you were close. Pretty I, impressive. I, 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 all the stuff I'm doing makes me feel like I'm probably like on a on a fast train to nose cancer but uh, I just looked it up how many lymph nodes do most people have in their entire body the body has between whoa 501 and 700 lymph nodes way off wow the number of nodes varies from individual to individual Hmm. about half the nodes are in the middle of your body stomach or abdominal cavity the lymph nodes near your armpits and groin have about 100 nodes that's a lot are, are lymph nodes like places where like white blood cells hang out is, it, is that what it is? I think, or is it? I think what bl- white blood cells do have something to do with your lymph, your lymphatic system for sure. Mm. This would be, yeah. But maybe we don't need to go into like the I, whole medical yeah, side I mean, of things. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Google's helping us. Yeah, so, somebody out there knows. But yeah, so that after <laughs> after this kept happening and these teeth kept. Uh, kept like getting infected and they kept treating me for an infection. They put me on antibiotics and this, and they sent me on my way. Uh, so now that the second tooth in the back, so basically it was the second one from, from the back that started on the right hand side. And then the very back one started to get loose and sore. So they started treating me again. And all of a sudden about, I think it was about 12 days later after the first extraction, uh, I'll, I'll never forget it. I was, I was playing, um, I was playing a show with one of my bands how old were you at the time? I was 19. Okay, okay. Yeah. So this was like like 10 was years ago? 10 years ago. Just over I just 10 years turned ago, yeah. 30. So, yeah, uh, right. In, in fact, um, I, I'm watching the, the Facebook memories now uh, that when I got out of palliative care. Oh, was wow. right, like literally at this very moment 10 years ago. Wow. You were in palliative so, care, so yeah. they were like, you're, Spoiler you're on your way out. Yeah, yes and no. They want to put so me what in. palliative means. Oh, really? No. Palliative is not you're dying. Palliative care starts at the moment of diagnosis. Hospice is when hospice is the care that you receive when you are, are on your way to death. Oh, yes. I thought palliative, palliative is the care that you receive that can start as soon as you get diagnosed, mm-hmm. and it's it's about 
quality of life yeah. and comfort of life. Yeah. So they, and that was it, right? So when when it went real bad after radiation, so it wasn't uh, the actual cancer that put me into palliative care. We'll get to that part of the story in a bit, but it was. Uh, it was actually the treatments yeah. that led me there. Well, how, wow. how how insane was it to to? You said it was, sorry. Mm-hmm. You said you were going to tell a, a story when you said the moment you were. You, you will were, never forget the moment when you were nineteen. Oh yeah. and you were playing so, the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, right, I was playing right. the show. We'll go back to that. So we were playing the show, <laughs> and uh, I remember being down in the green room, and all of a sudden my face went numb, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. So like, and it wasn't the cocaine, and it wasn't the cocaine, <laughs> right? Okay, okay, I okay. Still, still to this, I still haven't tried it at that point. <laughs> and, oh, right, 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 right. It wasn't the drugs, but we'll get into more stuff later. Um, and yeah, my face just went completely numb, and I went into what I used to call pain shocks. And the pain shocks were so bad, and it was basically the tumor started to cut this nerve in half, and uh, oh, and Jesus. my my face would go completely numb, and I would go into what's called a pain shock. And the pain shock was so painful, like, like you know, like, when you get mad at somebody, like, oh, I wish you pain or whatever. I wouldn't wish this pain on anybody. So the only thing I can do is curl up into a ball and cry. I can't talk. I can't walk. I can't speak to you. I don't know where I am. I, I know where I am, but it is so much pain and concentrating on that one thing that I, I, I can't. I can't talk to you. And this pain, like... Do you, it, like, is it very isolated to that spot or it's is it so painful that... Okay, so yeah. it's it's not that kind of pain that's like, you know, <clears throat> like when I get really really bad stomach pain, yep. I know my stomach's hurting, yep. but it feels like my it's so all encompassing in my whole body, like that I yeah. I can't. The people are like, "Where does it hurt?" And I'm like, "Fucking everywhere, yeah, man. everywhere." No, but it, it's literally my face. Like it's just it's uh, in your head throbbing. Right? There's something. Oh. Uh, there's something like really intense about like extra intense about the face. I find or yes. or the jaw because absolutely. And, and I don't know if it's because it's. It's so close to the part of you that you think is you, yep. like behind your eyes. It's like totally. It's like, it's like you are kind of up here in your eyes and your head, and yep. it's like it's the closest it can be. And and so it's whereas you know if your foot is like the same pain in your foot probably doesn't register as no. the same. Like exactly. if you if you look at your hand and stretch your arm out like and your finger sore, it's like yeah, it's it hurts of, out there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like but away like, from you. Yeah, but your face literally just it, it affects you as a as a whole. Like I've been my hands have hurt my 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 feet, you know. Yeah. Everybody's had that. And but when your face is doing it and your face goes numb and it's like there's a tumor trying to cut a nerve in half. That's oh, when you're God, like, fucked. Yeah, I, I literally, that's and then like, I, like, and it was this thing. I remember coming down the stairs, my mom looking at me. She's like, "What's wrong?" I just stared her in the face, and she already knew what was happening. After, at, like, after it happened again, so I had about twenty to twenty-five pain shocks in my life. It reminds me of um, 127 days when he's when he's when he's sawn through his arm, oh, <laughs> oh, dude, and he's and he gets to the nerves Ugh. and he starts cutting through the nerves, yeah. and he's like. Ah! Yeah. He's freaking out. Well, even to this day, like I feel like I'm frozen. Like here, I got no sensation. Oh, crazy! At all because it cut. It did sever the nerve eventually. Yeah. How long it. would those pain shocks last? Uh, anywhere between an hour to three hours. Whoa! Yeah, and three uh, hours. Yeah, and nothing would take it away. So uh, let's just say my third one. This was around like in uh, around Christmas time in December is when this was happening. So I remember I was out, and then I went to this pain shock, and now and we already had painkillers at home, so we started taking painkillers and. Uh, you know, uh, uh, not Statex. That was that was later on in life. Um, like I had Dilaudid, Dilaudid two. I had hydromorphone, so I took like two hydromorphone and I took a Dilaudid. 
trying to get this pain away and you still curl up. So me and mom, we go, she's like, okay, I'm taking to the hospital. We go to the hospital. We go in and the uh, triage nurse asks us, she's like, okay, well, have you taken any painkillers? Yes. What did you take? And I take the bottles and we put them on the table. And, and she like, must be like. And I'm like, how many did you have? Oh. I'm like, I had, I had 200 morphone in and allotted. She looks at me. She's like, you shouldn't be able to feel anything. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, I'm in pain. Like, yeah. help do something. We couldn't figure this out. So it was multiple trips back and forth, right? So with the dental and that happening, and then we go to another specialist. She, uh, at one point in my life, she fitted like a uh, uh, retainer for uh, what we thought was TMJ. You're like when I was like 16. So yeah. we knew her, so we went to her. TMJ is like a lock job, basically. Yes, yeah. exactly. Was I had it, a little bit of <laughs> Do you know what it stands for? <laughs> Um, too much jaw. Too, yeah, too much jaw. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we go and we go to this other uh, uh, doctor or uh, medical dental thing. Anywho, so and she looks and she's like, no, there's something wrong. That other tooth needs to come out. So she pulls the back tooth. And now I'm missing two of them in the back. And uh, when she pulled that, she's looking and uh, she's like, there's something like green inside of there, inside of my gums, right? So she cuts me open that she kind of looks and she takes a good and she goes, says to my mom and this fucking animal just crawls out yeah. of there. Oh, yeah. but then, no, honestly, like it was that bad. Like I can still remember what, what she was saying. She's like, this looks insane. Like, like, and she goes to my mom, she's like, there's something wrong. Like, this isn't just an infection. She's like, this wasn't because of dirty tools or anything. There's something wrong. Are she's you like, like stuck there with like the thing that opens your mouth and like, they're, they're no, just, at this point I'm, 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 I'm all <laughs> drugged up because I, cause she just hit me with, oh, okay. you know, a she bunch just of cut things. you open too. Like, yeah. So like they, they put me on sedatives in order to do the right. second surgery to pull the second tooth. And because I was in so much pain at the time, she oh. went, she seen this, she pulled it. So at this point we like, we still don't know that no, you have cancer. Like, no, 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 we're only, we're only like 12 days into yeah, right. the first extraction. Like yeah. we're early, early into the story. This wow. Much. And, uh, and she, and, but, but the key significance here is that she, the, this doctor looked at my mom. She's like, this is so weird. She's like, it could be anything. She's like, it could even be cancer. And my mom lost her mind. She's like, how dare you say that? How dare you, you know, put that in my head? Like mm. literally just got upset with this doctor. Yeah. Turns out she was right. But, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, when she was right, we went, we had a, I'm sorry, Bass gave it a bunch of chocolates because she, she nailed it at that point. Yeah. We, she didn't want to think about it. Once again, I say mom because I'm 19 years old at the time. You know, I'm still just a young kid. So and, she's, and for the most part, doctors really don't, I mean, doctors don't use the word cancer all that much anyway. No. Especially if they're not a, 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 um, a, a, a cancer a, an oncologist. A con- and so, like. To say that, yep. you, 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 uh, you know, in hindsight, making the assumption that she's looking at that going, Eey. yeah, well, but, but that, and that's exactly where mom's standpoint was like, how dare you? But it turns out she was right. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So uh, she booked me another appointment to have a specialist in here in Halifax look at me and uh, in the wait was on. So during the wait to come up here to Halifax, I tried to live my own life. I was still playing shows in my punk rock band and doing all these. Were um, you um, like when you so you were you're talking about the first time you had the pain shock yeah. and you're getting ready to like go on stage. Were you able to go and play the show that night? Uh, it happened after okay. I, I, I went downstairs to the green room after I got off the stage. Okay. Uh, I think at the time I was open for Matt Mays or something. OK. And uh, and I went downstairs and it was just like, whoa, what's happening? I remember leaving and then calling moms like something's happening my face just went numb i don't know why so during that time while you're waiting to see the specialist is, are there other experiences like that happening lots okay. oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, lots lots it, it, it kept happening right so um 
uh, to 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 do the story a little bit forward a little more. Uh, I was also recording an album with a band, and what we figured out is anytime I would exert myself is when the pain shocks would happen. Were so, you like, a vocalist? Were you like no, I'm a, a drummer? Your drummer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to think of like how one exerts themselves. Vocalists do that. No, I'm the drummer. <laughs> I'm the guy who's in the back just fucking slamming these things with my arms. He like, couldn't be more right. <laughs> that's, that is, that is, you would be exerting yourself Absolutely. every fucking time the, you play. The sweatiest dude on stage for sure. Always the sweatiest. Dude. Always the yeah. sweatiest. I can wring my shirts out sometimes. Yeah. I sweat that much. Holy shit, yeah. dude! Wow. So, okay. so being the drummer, it's just like in your in when when you get off and then as the adrenaline wears off this thing takes over and oh wow. I, I have to ask though like are you are you like a showman like in the middle of a set where you're like fucking like in the middle of a song where you're like jamming you like maybe play a solo do you like pause with one hand in the middle and start spinning your stick in your hand absolutely fuck yeah you do <laughs> that's, that's 100% what I do sweet I can picture that I, I, I've either been praised or shit on for that in my entire <laughs> life it's 50-50 it's up to whoever wants to talk to you like, man you gotta stop doing that or dude that was so cool how do you Spin do that it harder yeah exactly. I'd, like to I, I'd be praising you for it yeah that's that, that's who I am so um uh, as I'm recording this record, like I remember setting up my drums and then going into a pain shock, uh, and then I had to actually take a nap on the uh, on the couch at the studio while this pain shock does uh, wore off. And when I remember, kind of when I came to and it went away, my drums were sound checked. Someone else did it because they knew I was in pain sitting on the couch. Nobody <laughs> did it was wrong. Did you find that that uh, uh, negatively affected your relationship with your bandmates or friends at all at that time? No. Like they they weren't like, oh fuck, Dylan's like you know he has this thing that's like. <laughs> really causing this inconvenience to us when we're well, trying to set up? The, the, no, I don't think it would have been would have been that mentality. He's like, oh, he's sick. He'll get better eventually. He's taking meds. And I even said, he's like, well, I'm taking stuff. It should be, it should, this is just an infection. It should clear up in a, in a, in a week or right. so. You know? Not knowing it's cancer still. Exactly. So then when you actually go to the specialist, what was that experience like? Um, so basically the first specialist I went to was up here in Halifax. So uh, to fast forward a couple of weeks, I've, um, I, uh, we, we all come up here and we see the specialist and they go, they look in and they touch my teeth and they look and they're like, okay, you're going to surgery tomorrow. They're like, I'm like, well, Whoa. why? To biopsy it. To do a biopsy. And also the other three teeth need to go. Oh. So they took three more teeth. So I already lost two. Why did, why did they need to take the other three because just they, to get them out of the way? Because they think it's an infection. And they're saying, no, the other three are completely infected. They all have to go. Oh. So they just started pulling teeth. Dude, that's also the oh. worst. Like, I mean, arguably, you use those back teeth to, like, crush your food and grind it exactly. down, right? So, like, that and would suck teeth. to lose them. But also, like, and they don't grow back. Aesthetically, oh. you're not losing the ones that you can, like, really see in the front. But, no. like, at the I, same I, time, it's like, they're really useful. But isn't there just something about teeth in general that just kind of make you squirm a bit? Yeah, a bit. I mean? Do you guys remember, uh, yes. remember that yeah, time? Yeah, you're very used to it now. You guys remember that time that, Yes, uh, I do. I, look, wait, it wasn't me. Wait, what time? <laughs> the time that hey, somebody confused. somehow, I wish, I wish I could take credit for it. It was one I, of you I, for sure. No, it wasn't. I truly wish I could take credit for it. Uh, somebody went onto Brian's Instagram and started following like dental hashtags and oh, teeth hashtags yeah, and, like, and like teeth. followed like a thousand of them. That wasn't so, you because it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And it so, wasn't you. No, 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 it wasn't. And somebody, and, and so every time Brian went to his discover feed, just scrolling through, all it is is just fucking teeth and like oh teeth God. being grinded down and teeth being like whittled away. And it's teeth being finally flossed. not. Uh, honestly, after like probably three years, it's finally not oh, that anymore. Man. It's one of the most. It's one of the best pranks to get on someone's Instagram page and just follow. <laughs> 
follow, follow ridiculous. But if you have a lot of, if, you, if you're already following a lot of people trying to get rid of them and then they're all spread out, so it's hard to not yeah. get rid of them, right? Yeah, but if you right. like, but if you go on and you just like a, a, a ton of stuff yeah. in consecutive order, Instagram goes, oh, you want to see a bunch of this. Yeah, exactly. but, the, but the thing that a lot of people don't know is that you can follow hashtags. Yes. Yeah, so right, by right. following hashtags, which also, which also just exists in this like weird window that's like not very easy to get to because you have to like, search it, I think, and then go to it and go then to it and then follow it. it. Yeah, and, and so it just they all get stored in this weird like back end page on your Instagram. And so if you don't know that you're following these hashtags, it, dude, very you're hard. never gonna figure it out. Like it you'll sucked. never figure it out. I know. <laughs> you're looking now. No, <laughs> where is that? So oh. yeah, so. I end up coming to Halifax. They 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 do the biopsy, and this biopsy that I had done that day is the one that proved what I had. It took a month and a half to get it back to so oh, the wow. point where they actually thought they lost it at one point, and they did another biopsy. But we'll go back to that in a little bit. Like they, they thought, thought they, had- they lost the results because it took so long. So the hospital in Sydney was like, "We can't get a hold of Halifax, and we don't know." where this biopsy is that they have done. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so uh, they do, they take three more teeth, so now I'm missing five on the right-hand side all the way up to just about where you can see it. I was lucky even throughout the entire process, even after radiation and that, that I never lost any of my top or bottom front teeth. Uh, I'm missing, like, things here and there, mm-hmm. but it was, it, was, it, was, it was lucky, but, I mean, they were still all broken and cracked, so it's still, it, missing one versus being broken, it would have been the exact same yeah. mental feeling, right? Yeah. So, and within this, like, my band's playing this, like, contest to win something. I forget at the time. It was 10 years ago. Uh, So I had, like, friends filling in for me. And while I was up here for this and they got it done, I go back home. Okay, go wait for the results. And then in the meantime, every time I exert myself, I would still get these pain shocks and would keep, 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 keep Mm -hmm. happening. So after, um, so at this point, I'm about as sick as I can get. As far as I, as far as I know, yeah. so I'm missing all these teeth. So now every time I get the pain shock, mom just takes him to the hospital. It's like you need to admit him. Well, uh, either he's not sick enough yet. No, he's having these pain shocks. He can't, he, like he, he can't, can't go function. through this. Yeah. He, and and so she was the advocate for me to be like, he can't do this anymore. So you guys have to figure out what's wrong. Yeah. So um, he, I, I was like, when was it? It was the end of uh, January. Is when they finally admitted me. We went in enough times. Like you have to, you have to admit him. So now I'm admitted into the hospital. And like as I said, I have this band thing. I have stuff going on, but my health right now is important. So yeah. we go. They admit me and they put me into the ward. And I'm and I'm looking at mom. I'm like I don't want to go to the hospital. She's like, Well, you have to. There's something wrong. I'm like, I don't want to be sitting in a room with a bunch of dying old men. Like I don't want to be in this situation. I want to be home. I want to be playing drums. I'm 19 years old. I want to be doing what you do at 19. Mm-hmm. So they admit me. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. She's like, well, we have a, have a bed in blank ward. There's three other beds. In it. I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. I go up. Everybody around me is 80 and everybody's dying. It's like, this is yeah. exactly not where I want to be. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay. So my first night there, I remember, and the nurses were super nice. And like, there's this 19-year-old kid that I have no idea what's going on. And he's uh, in this ward. So this one nurse, actually, I just, I just recently met her for the first time again after 10 years uh, in Sydney, I played the cancer benefit show, uh, with one of my bands and, uh, she found me. She's like, Oh my God, so good to see you. And then she proceeded to tell me, yeah, I was the nurse who admit you. I put you in this room first. And then I put you here, 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 and here. She remembered the rooms, exactly the dates I moved them. Like she had this memorized because of who I was. She's like, there's some people that I can memorize and you're one of them. 
I'm that's like, crazy. That's nuts. She told me the rooms I was in and when and how long I was there and when she moved me and how many people were in the other rooms. So she could be a medium. Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, now I'm admitted into the hospital and uh, they're doing everything they can. So at this point, it's just a slew of doctors. So they're trying to treat me for everything. So they have me on antibiotics. At this point, me. we still don't know Absolutely that it's cancer. No idea. The biopsy hasn't come back. No. Nope. They know there's some fuckery going on in yes. your jaw. Yep. But we just don't know. The C word hasn't like dropped. It, it, exactly. So like we're still super early in me sitting in a hospital bed and just wondering what's up. When when can I leave was yeah. my question up until the day they told me I was sick or that actually what it was. Yeah. Um, so what was, what was that day like? Um, it was it, it was it was different because I didn't care at that point. It hurt so much. Like you were in so much pain. I was in so much pain. It didn't matter Whoa. what I had. And now at this point, I'm starting to lose feeling in the in my bottom teeth. So I actually couldn't touch them because the pain because the as Holy the tumor fuck. spreading, it's going across my jaw, slowly pushing teeth out. Dude, oh. how are you, how are you oh eating? Uh, soup. I I couldn't put any pressure. So there, I couldn't touch oh, my man. bottom teeth. I couldn't do anything because it hurts so much. And every time I touch it, it'd be like, oh, like oh, okay, I can't chew. You know, so and uh, and as this is spreading, like, are they having to remove more teeth? Or? Not after I was in the hospital. Okay. The five was as much as I lost, yeah. and then they tried to keep saving them, and then they were able to save it. But we right. got to it in time. Like literally, the next two teeth were about to go. Yeah. Um, days before my first chemo session. Crazy. Yeah. So 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 you you know you get to this point where you're you're in so much fucking pain yeah. that your life is now you know for for the most part completely changed it, uh, yeah I'm, you, I'm i'm in the hospital but i'm still trying to live my normal life like i'm fine like friends are coming out and yeah. i'm actually getting day passes to go do to things. go out and hang they let me have my car yeah. at the hospital right <laughs> so oh, i was uh, at one point they started letting me sign myself out for like a couple hours to go hang out or go do stuff yeah right but i had to be back for my meds because now i'm on all these like infectious disease uh, antibiotics right to the point they're like okay we're gonna change your antibiotic again we're gonna go up a step nope three days go by that's not working we're gonna do this and now i have an infectious disease doctor i have all these guys coming in and it's like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna be treating you okay cool there was a point where there's like this is the last antibiotic we can give you <laughs> and we're like okay he's like this is the superman of antibiotics there's nowhere to go after this this is your highest antibiotic mm. and it did nothing the pain was still there. The pain shocks were still there if I exert myself. But in hindsight, that makes sense that it Absolutely. did nothing, right? Because yep. it wasn't an infectious. Nope. Did any of them disease? fuck you up? Because like antibiotics that you don't need aren't good for you. Uh, no. Uh, in fact, uh, I mean, your gut biome was probably pretty fucked, but you just, as a 19 year old, you're, you're not going to like, yeah, notice but, but, that. but, but so was the, you know, when sitting at home in pain, yeah. eating 20 Advil a day, because yeah. trying to get rid of the pain yeah, and exactly. not knowing that you're doing it also, because you had him hydromorphone mm -hmm. and then eating this they, they probably weren't keeping you on anything for that long anyway nope. because it wasn't working anyway, right? Exactly. So they, they kept upping it or keep changing it. Like, this isn't working. We're going to try something else. This you, isn't We're going to try something so else. So do you remember, like, what what was the first moment where, like, the doctor came in the room and was like, hey, finally we know what this is. It It's cancer. Well, like, how did they? How well, did that happen? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in, in a minute. So there's just a couple, there are a couple more things be, before we do it because okay. uh, I think the main thing that I, I, I want to get uh, across is that even though I was in the hospital and like had to sit there give me day passes, I tried everything to still live a normal life, even though I was I was here because I, when that happened, I was surrounded by my entire family. 
and everybody came down. Uh, my dad uh, was living in Alberta, and he actually flew down. He was the one who told me. My mom couldn't do it. Okay. So oh, she, well. she knew, uh, from what I'm told, she knew 24 hours before I did. She got a phone call at home. It's like, we have a diagnosis. But I had this punk rock band. We were playing at this like battle of the bands thing. We're once again trying to win money for recordings or whatever. And uh, this is the first time they let me sign myself out of the hospital. So I'm like, I'm going to go have uh, coffee with friends because I didn't think they'd let me do this, which is go play a show while I'm admitted into the hospital. <laughs> and uh, the nurse is like, yeah, we can do that. So they give me this day pass. I'm like, okay, sweet. I'm texting my friends. I'm like, hey. They're going to let me out to play this show. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I have to do this. I have to live my normal life. I have to do, even though I'm in here, I want to still do this. So I, I signed myself out and mom knew and the nurses didn't. So I'm leaving. They're like, uh, cool. Can you take the IV out of my hands? She's like, you're just going to get coffee. You'll be fine. I'm like, but I don't want to hit the IV on anything. They're like, oh, put some tape over it. You'll be good. Okay. <laughs> put tape over this IV on the top of my hand and I go to play a show. So I, I come in and oh at this God, point, everybody this in the community, squeezy. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this Fuck. is, this is back like before Facebook, obviously in that, uh, it, 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 it was just getting up and I didn't have it, but we're still using message boards to talk. So now there's a big thing that I'm in the hospital and everybody knows. So now everybody knows I'm coming up. I go to play this show. Uh, I have a friend of mine set up my drums for me and get ready. And then I kind of walk in with the IV in my hand they give me a set of sticks and I start playing with my punk rock band, right? So I Dude, literally broke so myself sick. out of the hospital. You should have been wearing the gurney. Like, I should have. You know, like, you should have like put all the shit on. Yeah, but they had knew. the fucking IV bag <laughs> next to you. Boom, ba da ba da boom, ba da ba ba ba. You're just hitting that, you know, like that smack bag. The sound. Have you ever smacked like a oh my milk God. bag? <laughs> at, at, at the at, at the. Uh, at, for how hard I hit, I would have broken it the first time I touched it. <laughs> but I remember after the first song, as I'm playing, I start to sweat. And now the tape that's on my IV, that oh, starts to come fuck. off. So I feel the IV's getting loose. And as the IV's getting, oh, oh yeah, this, oh, everyone's getting queasy. I like this. Uh, as the IV's getting loose, I keep hitting the snare drum. There's one point where I feel it come loose and I had to stop. So I played the rest of the song with one hand. I hold my hand up in the air with a little bit of blood coming down it. And I'm like, the, the song stops. It looks like. Does anybody have any tape? Somebody throws me duct tape. I put the IV back in more. I duct tape my hands. This is the most punk rock Basically, yeah. scene of a and, movie ever. And, and then I continue to play the show to the very end of it. And uh, <laughs> I just pictured two things happening. One, the nurse who let you off, she really likes punk rock shows. And she came and she's like, oh, what the fuck? I thought he was going to get coffee. And the second thing is you going back to the hospital with duct tape on your hand. You're like, I can't get it off. It just hurts too much to pull off. Pretty much option B <laughs> happened to me. And I came back in like a sweaty mess. And the nurse looks at me. She's like, where did you go? And she knows. She still calls, mm. like to this day, she's on my Facebook. She still calls me little drummer boy because of what I did. She'll never forget me coming back covered in sweat, my hand covered in duct tape. She's also like, it's fucking midnight, dude. Yeah. Where, where have you been? It's about 11 o'clock when I came in. Yeah, about that. Well, it was because after I got off the stage, like literally they walked me back to the car and took me back to the hospital. Yeah. And we didn't advance to the next round because the judges weren't sure if I was able to play. So that's why we didn't even advance, oh, right? Apparently we played fine. They're like, they're I don't like, remember. The it. band was great, but the drummer stopped halfway through the song. He was only playing with one hand. <laughs> yeah. Taping yeah, up so an like, IV. I, I don't know. It was some costume choice. I don't know if it was the best. No. So so anyway, so now af after that nonsense, they were they were pretty 
they, they, they quizzed me a lot before I left, you know, yeah. it's like, where are you going? I'm actually going to get coffee or I'm actually just going to do this one thing or going to see a friend. So they were pretty chill after that. So being in the hospital, like I can't really recall a lot more what was happening while the tests were happening, but they kept testing me for things. It was every day it was, hey, do you know what's wrong yet? No. Do you know what's wrong yet? Do you know? Do you know what's wrong yet? And that was that was just kind of what was happening while I was in the hospital mm-hmm. is do we know what's wrong? And the answer was always no. Have the biopsy come back yet? No. I remember asking that question a thousand times. Have the biopsies come? Not yet. We're going to go look for them. And mm-hmm. that's what they kept saying to me. And I, I just want to go like touch on, on that story again. Sure. That you just told like, I, I understand that there is, um, people who work in the hospital, the medical professionals, like they, they want the best for best for you and they want to minimize risk and like the Mm -hmm. likelihood that something bad will happen. So like, obviously they're not going to want you to go out and play a a show because it's not good for your health. Why didn't tell them, but (laughs) right, exactly. But, but I think personally, I believe that like, it's good to push those barriers a little bit Absolutely. because you need to you need to live your fucking life and that's you exactly know? and my point understand that you are taking risks but like do you that's think that's a, it should be worked into the medical system a little bit no i don't think it should be worked <laughs> in the medical system i think that they i think that they i think they should tell you not to but i also think that that doesn't mean that you shouldn't break the rules every once in a while it, and that's it like i broke the rules once and i kind of kept to the guidelines that they wanted after that that was my one that like I look got. if you're breaking the rules every fucking day then chances are that yeah they're going to get mad eventually yeah. something bad is going to happen like yeah. if you're taking risks then the likelihood of something bad happening will will increase but like i remember when brandon was really sick i was like dude they don't want you to leave the hospital but like also you're so sick right now that like chances are you might never leave the hospital yeah and so, yeah. like, if we don't and, and we go and, like, that. break you out and, like, put you in the car and take you for a drive around town, yeah. like, are you going to get to see fresh air and be outside again? Like, and, I don't and, know. And, and that's it. Like, I, I knew I had an experience to do, and I, yeah. I had to do it for a reason. I mean, you don't, want, you don't want to break your friend out and have them, like, die on you or, like, you pass out. Yeah, but there was the no stage. way I was going to die on stage. Like, yeah. I wasn't to that level. So, yeah. like. But if you did. It would oh. be pretty fucking cool. Like, <laughs> pretty epic for the band. I wasn't 27, yeah. so it didn't work out for yeah, me. Yeah, right. I was too young to go at that point. Um, yeah, so, like, after that, they, they kind of just kept me. You know, I was just in and out for little things, but it was just constant testing and testing yeah. and testing and testing until uh, one day uh, uh, they come to me and they're like, okay, so, and I, I was looking at them like, do we know yet? No. Do we know yet? No. And it was just one day, finally, do we know yet? We're like, well, and this is where I mentioned before, we don't know where the biopsy is. What does that mean? They're like, well, we've been trying to get a hold of Halifax and we're, we can't, uh, we, we, we can't figure out the situation where this biopsy is. So we're going to perform another one. Well, it's like, like loss of sample? Yeah, it, well, that's what they thought. So little did we know. So at this point, I'm about three days from finding out I have lymphoma. And uh, they're like, we need to do another biopsy. And I remember just like being so defeated. I remember this time being like, because they this looked at me, they're like, we don't know what's wrong with you. We're going to do another biopsy because they tried everything. I'm at, uh, as I said, like the highest antibiotics, this, they treat me for infectious disease. Uh, osteomyelitis is the other thing that they were treating me for. What's that? I don't remember. I just, if you can look it up. Myelitis or myelitis? Myelitis. Myelitis. And I just remember that I didn't want that. (laughs) I don't remember what it is because I haven't thought, I just 
happen to remember it. I don't. I haven't thought about it in years. But that osteomyelitis would- is an infection of the bone, a rare but serious condition. Bones can become can become infected in a number of ways. Infection in one part of the body may spread through the bloodstream into the bone. Or an open fracture or surgery may expose the bone to infection. Bone infection? That yeah. sounds nasty. Exactly. I know I didn't want it. So that was one thing they were looking into a lot. Like, that was one of their main To be things. fair, you probably didn't want anything that was about to happen no, to you. No, none. But you know what? If I were to get something, apparently this is the one that I wanted. Okay. It can be fatal, too. Yeah, exactly, right? So, and at this point... Uh, so we're in the hospital. I can't touch my teeth. Like the whole bottom jaw is now like I'm eating soup. I remember trying to eat something. It's like, no, I can't do it. I'm just like, you know, I um, actually they sent a dietitian up after me. He's like, you're not eating. I'm like, no, your food's terrible. I've been going down to the Tim Hortons and eating soup. That's all I've been eating. Right. And just go down there. And uh, it's, it's the only thing I was able to get into my body. So we uh, we, we do this and they're like, we're going to do this other biopsy. I'm like, OK fine, let's do it. And I just remember so defeated. I call my dad up. I'm like, hey, listen, they don't know what's wrong with me. He's like, okay, cool. Uh, my dad worked in Alberta in the fields and that. And he was like, okay, cool. Uh, I get laid off today. I'm like, okay. He's like, that means I'm going to come home. Cool. So dad's like, I'm going to get everything together. I'll be home in two to three days. Awesome. He's like, you go do this surgery, get this done, relax. I'll be here to help. And now I'll have both my family members with me. So my mom was here the entire time, but dad was living in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, so now he's getting ready to make his plans to drive home or fly home. And uh, I go down for another surgery. The surgery was like 945 at night. It was a late surgery for some reason. And they've gotten this doctor uh, who saw me as a kid. He was an ear, nose and throat doctor. And he ended up doing the, uh, the exact same thing. So they go in, they well, besides pulling the teeth, he cut open the gums, took gum sample, took bone samples, everything on the right-hand side that he possibly could. And um, when it was all over, they were like, okay, cool. You may go into a pain shock be after the freezing wears off because we've exerted you so much and mm. we're worried about that. So we'll get a shot of morphine ready. And I'm like, I've never had morphine. Like, oh, 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 oh okay. They're like, yeah, well, if it goes bad, uh, this will take the pain away so you don't have to go into your pain shocks that you always have and you'll be nice and relaxed. And I'm terrified. I'm like, I don't know about this. I don't, I don't, but okay, I appreciate it. I'll see if I can get through the night. So I'm going up and I'm, I'm in the room and I'm sitting, I'm watching TV and I'm like, okay, cool. And then about 11 o'clock, uh, I, I, I remember calling my parents. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sore. It's like, this really hurts now. Like the freezing word. I was, well, they had the morphine. I'm like, ah, I'm going to wait it out. They're Why like, were okay. you afraid of the morphine? I don't know. Like you were taking hydromorphone and, yeah. and, yeah. and Dilaudid. I was, like, I was, Dilaudid's more intense than... I was afraid of morphine. the shot in the arm. I don't, I don't know oh, why. It's just okay. oh. something like, like before right. you were taking pills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was all pills. But this one, they would have taken the give. It was a shot of morphine. The idea of like an it's, intravenous yeah. painkiller was but a lot. It, it's, just, it's just the word morphine. I don't know. When I was younger, it scared me a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, got a pop, it's got a pop culture sort of reference to it that's 100%. That's it used to feel like how fentanyl feels now, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is totally. also I've 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 had that too in and past, it's also yeah. and it's also way different through the needle. I mean, you know, Huge. Jared, oh, I was yeah. I I was just in the hospital not, not that long ago <laughs> and like I was undelotted a very different feeling. Yeah. I was undelotted with the needle and then yeah. I was undelotted with the pills and they're different. night night and day. Like Huge. they would come in, I'd yeah. be in so much pain and then they'd give me the they'd give me the needle yeah. and like 90 seconds later, I'd just be a puddle of, of, of Welsh 
yeah. mush on the bed. Uh, uh, on my on my second cancer that I, that I just had last year when I was in the hospital, uh, they were giving me the pills. And I remember sitting and recovering from the surgery, sitting there, and I'm like, I need more. Like, we gave you 2.5 milligrams. I'm like, nope, I need more. Like, this is – my stomach's killing me. Like, yeah. and they're like, but we've given you a lot. I'm like, I have a high pain tolerance for pills now because of Ooh. all the stuff I've taken over in my life. Um, I need more. And then they finally give me one. I'll go, okay, I've decided now. Then it will finally kick in. Mm-hmm. It was like three milligrams of Dilaudid. Yeah. For someone who doesn't take it, that's what yeah. it takes. I was on pain. four milligrams, and, 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 but it would take like 20, 20, 25 minutes to like really. But the, but the needle gives it like. Instantly. Yeah, it's like instantly. five minutes. You, and can then you're feel, you can feel it with the needle like traveling across oh, your yeah. body. Yeah, you know, it yeah. goes down. Yeah, yeah it's it so does. trippy. So, so crazy. So anyway, I call, I call dad and I'm like, listen, this is what they're going to do. Like, well, just remember, you're going to be in pain after this wears off. You just had this major invasive surgery again. Take the morphine. You'll have a good sleep. You won't have a pain shock. And I'm like, okay, I'll think about it. Mom says the same thing. So I said, okay, he's like, I'll be here in a couple of days. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So about 1145 at night, my brain clicks. I'm like, uh oh, I feel the pain shock. I feel I feel the numbness starting to come in, and I haven't. When I was in the hospital, they were pretty much able to keep the numbness to a minimum. Mm-hmm. I had minimal pain shocks while I was in there, mainly because I wasn't able to exert myself. And luckily, <laughs> well, uh, drum drum movement, drum with your movement. Hands when I did say yeah. that, because that's ninety percent of my exerting <laughs> myself was playing drums. And uh, uh, even after that show, I was able to keep the pain shock to a minimum. Yeah, uh, it didn't happen. So I feel this pain shock, and I click the nurse and she comes in she's like yes i'm like i think i'm gonna take the morphine she's like okay cool so she comes in she's like let me go get it ready she goes out comes in got the needle i'm like okay in the arm cool so in there and about as i said five minutes go by and i'm like okay oh the pain's going away awesome and then i get a little more spacey I'm like, okay, oh, the morphine's really working. Now I'm feeling it like I've never felt this feeling before with morphine, and it's it, it's just engulfing you. In about an hour, I have every side effect of morphine that you can have. Because I remember I'm like, I'm really hungry. I got really hungry taking morphine. Oh, interesting. So I, I go up, and I walk up in the nurse. I'm like, I'm hungry. Can you make me a peanut butter sandwich? She's like, yeah, because the, the bread's soft, so I can kind of mush it mm. up, and it didn't hurt my teeth. Uh, she yeah sure so she goes and I'm eating the sandwich. She's like I'm not a fucking chef, but, but, no, but, but they, they, they were pretty good late at night. Making they get me ice cream and that's like hey I'm a little hungry. They would make you stuff. Like some of my nurses were awesome, some of them not so much. Um, and uh, so I go I I I'm I'm walking back to my room and all of a sudden I go uh oh and I puke out of nowhere just oh. instantly. And I, oh, I think wow. like they had like a, a I thought it was a garbage can. But I was on morphine, right? But it was like it was a, a nurse. The morphine was really kicking in. And I was it, like, there was a garbage can. And she was like, ah, oh, stop throwing up in my mouth. It, <laughs> it was a clean, like, garbage can was talking to me. It was fucked. <laughs> Man, the morphine does weird things. No, but it was, a, it was like a clean laundry hamper. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, they had to go replace those that. Those do look like fucking garbages, they do. though. They do. Absolutely. They look exactly like You know, you guys probably in the emergency. Cloth garbages, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that happened. Then I had every side effect. I was like kind of chilly. I was like, I could, I could feel it. And I was, I was sweaty. I was this, but the weird thing was I was itching and they were like, yeah, that's really, okay. Cool. So that's I'm pretty sitting common, there. I think. Well, I'm, at least with lot it is, but, but not, not, not with morphine. Mm-hmm. So I'm itching. I'm sitting there, I'm scratching. I'm like, okay, this is a weird feeling. And you know, then I start throwing up a lot. They're like, no, this is a side effect. You're just having bad side effects to this. I'm like, okay, cool. And I remember just being like incredibly fuzzy the entire time. So I'm like, okay. The irony of the side of those side effects 
for morphine because yeah. it's supposed to like take all your problems away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll take your pain away, but we're gonna give you all this extra oh, annoying yeah. shit. <laughs> so this is happening. I have every side effect, and I remember just being very confused. And I remember trying to talk to the guy next to me, and he's just telling me to stop because I think I'm mumbling to him. I don't think I'm saying real words. I'm trying he's to like, talk to this guy. Leave me alone. I'm dying. <laughs> no, let, let, it's such a weird dynamic in there. Yeah, but because at this point I was in the ward with me and one other guy next to me. I never yeah. got the private room until after I was diagnosed yeah. because then when they start giving you like chemo and that, you need to be in your own private room. Yeah. So I'm this guy's there and I'm trying to talk to him. He's telling me to stop. I'm throwing up. I'm messaging the nerve. And like it was the weirdest feeling. And then I finally fell asleep. So I wake up at about five in the morning, still incredibly fuzzy from it. But I for something in my brain was like, You're having another pain shock. And I'm like, Whoa. And on my thought, I'm like, I'm having a pain shock. This is gonna happen to me again. Oh, you're tripping so, out. Yeah, I'm I yeah. yes and no, I'm not sure. Maybe I did feel a pain shock. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But something prompted me to open my eyes and feel pain. And I shouldn't have felt pain at all because we'll get into that in a minute. So she comes in, I'm like, I I I'm in pain. I I, th- I think I'm having a pain shock. And she's like, Okay, she comes in with the needle into the arm. And that's where things got real crazy. Oh, they so, jacked you up with some more morphine. Five five and a half hours later. Okay. Right. So they, I was in of of uh, four milligrams was what they were supposed to give me in the arm, and uh, she gave me it, and then off I go. And now things get really weird. Everything's like incredibly fuzzy, incredibly like almost like I could see white static with it. I was talking, but I wasn't saying words. Whoa. I was up. I was puking a lot. Like the side Whoa. effects just went insane. Mm. And I remember just trying to go to sleep, and then just finally passing out at seven in the morning. I was woken up by the head nurse. She's shaking me, shaking me. She's like, hey, Dylan, wake up, wake up. I opened my eyes, and apparently I just opened up like as wide as I could. And she's like, what's your name? I said my name. Where are you at? I said where I'm at. And she's like, oh, shit. Okay, Do they oh, think you OD'd or some shit? I got to talk to you. <clears throat> okay. She's like, there was a mistake. Okay. No. What was the mistake? Whoa, they gave no. you too much. Instead of 4.0 milligrams, we gave you 40. No. No. Twice. What? Whoa. I had had, uh, 80 milligrams in five and a half hours. And then, yeah. So. Did someone get fired? Dude, look that shit up. What does 80 grams do to someone? What's it supposed to do to somebody? I feel like you're for sure supposed to be dead. It's like a heroin overdose. And if they would have done that to someone who wasn't 19 years old and- kill you. 200, how, how, I weighed a lot back then. I was 260 pounds. You were 260 pounds? You were 260 pounds? pounds? Yeah, I've also had extreme weight loss. We'll get to that in a minute. Dude, you're, yeah, because you are a thin, like, not a thin. You've I mean, lost you're, over 100 you're, pounds. You're, you're like an average looking human right now, yeah. but that, like. No, I was big. You were fucking big. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Fuck. So I was, I was 275 pounds, or at, at my highest weight. I was about 250, 260 when I was doing all of this. Holy Whoa, shit, dude. dude. You're that's, like 150 yeah, pounds crazy. now. I have 165, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, the thing they didn't want, they didn't want to detox me. They wanted me to let the morphine run Holy its course. Holy shit. Okay, listen to this. The recommended dosage 
amount for IV morphine varies depending on the patient's needs. Mm -hmm. The average starting dose is between 2.5 and 5 milligrams every four hours. So the patients with previous opioid exposure may require higher doses. Morphine delivered to the body intravenously is a rapid process, which eliminates inconsistencies with other variants like issues with absorption. As mentioned, the approach often requires a doctor or registered nurse to be present. Mm -hmm. This makes IV usage uh, inherently safer. Dude, Five, let's say you're on the higher end. Let's say you're on the higher end and like, and you were an addict and they were like, we need to give you 10. Yeah. You got four times more than that. Yeah. Twice. Twice. twice <laughs> in, in fucking, in the span of like eight hours. Yeah. Uh, apparently I talked to a, uh, to a, to a, uh, a paramedic and he's Dude, like, that is at fucked. that time when you woke up at seven, you would have only filtered out oh, 10 milligrams. So I actually had 70 in me. When things went crazy, wow, I would have had 70. Wow, and that's wow. why I couldn't see. It couldn't, like, my eyes were... I remember I had to go for, like, an MRI the next day trying to drink the juice. I was puking that up. Like, I, I still... After the overdose, like, my guitar player came in. His mom... My guitar player's mom was, like, the, the woman who wheeled you around. Yeah. He drove her to work in the morning. He came in the day after. He's like, I looked at you, and your eyes were just open he's like you weren't there but you were your eyes are open he's it's like, crazy it was, it was i was insane. i was so, thinking like you must be having like some type of because like the things you were describing i was like those aren't like that like yeah you shouldn't I, be not experiencing that, was, that during morphine. i was googling uh morphine um like allergy uh, allergies yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um so so did anyone get fired like because that's a that's kind of fucked no but I'm, oh. I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna keep i'm because i don't I'm not into spreading rumors of, of anything. Sure, yeah. But I promise you that woman no longer works there now. Yeah, right. There's, okay. some, there's something else. Yes. And she no longer works there, which is good. So she's <sighs> out of the medical field. Because that is fucking, I know. that's hardcore. That's fucking hardcore. Dude, yep. that is a yeah. very big you know, mistake. You know what, though? I can't wait to tell Becca that. The thing that, she'll fucking, she'll the thing that, that sucks is that, like, you know, that's a, that, that is <laughs> obviously a huge mistra- mistake and, it, and a very, like, important mistake not to be made. Yeah. But also, it's a mistake. Like it's it, it, that's you it. know, like there's so many jobs that you can do Didn't on this planet the that like was was the excuse, right? And, but like, but the other thing is that there's so many jobs on this planet that you can make mistakes, like a copious amount of mistakes, and they're they don't really matter. Yeah. But like, you can't in that like one mistake can yeah. can ruin well, your it, career. It, as so a, let's just say if it was a 50 year old man, probably would have died. Mm-hmm. I found a website here that basically has. Um, that basically has a list of how many ten, like holy shit, like fifteen cases mm-hmm. of basically a similar thing that happened to you, mm-hmm. and like the result, like this person, this happened. They were supposed to give X amount, yeah. and they accidentally gave like they moved the decimal point by accident yep. over one, and this person died, or this person was found with the vitals and then resuscitated. This person was found dead the next morning. Like, yep. all these cases that are like Holy the exact shit. same where people basically died. Or- I'm sitting in front of you guys. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this very short break. Well, it looks like we just crossed 5 million podcasts in the world, so it is with some humility that I introduce mine, Kelly Corrigan Wonders. Once a week, we share heart-to-hearts with smart, good people like Brian Stevenson, Anna Quinlan, Father Greg Boyle, talking about how we treat each other, how we treat ourselves, and how we might do both better. Kelly Corrigan Wonders is a podcast for people who like to laugh while they think and aren't afraid of feelings. Join us for Kelly Corrigan Wonders. 
I can I can see why you wanted to uh, to tell us those two stories between um, getting to yeah going from being admitted to actually getting your yeah. diagnosis yeah because those are the two big ones that happened while I was in there right so so then you mentioned that your your mom possibly knew 24 hours before yeah. and then your dad actually told you tell us about that so yeah so that that's exactly where i'm at so now i wake up the next morning and I, everything's fuzzy mom comes in that uh my nurse uh her name or a, fr- a nurse friend of mine her name is liz healy she's actually the woman who runs the uh, cancer patient fund in uh, or the uh, the benefit show for the cancer patient fund in sydney uh she uh she was actually one of the first on site to see me as well she walked in and she like like literally seven o'clock they woke me up seven oh five she walked into my room after her icu shift and mm-hmm. see me it's like she called my mom she called dad she let every because i told them i'm like i can't talk to anyone and like the nurses didn't do it i asked my nurse friend to do it mm-hmm. so she called moms told them what happened she called my dad told me what told them what happened and now like dad's literally about to get on a plane to come here and he finds out that i was overdosed and it's like this is insane so uh, they let it run its course. I had MRIs, and I obviously survived. Uh, the next day, Dad arrives. You had MRIs because of the overdose. They were like, uh, we're no, gonna- no. I actually had an MRI booked. Oh, okay. Just okay. for something, I was or like, to see like crazy whatever was in the face. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just that makes way more sense. They're yeah. like, he survived an o- overdose. Let's let's just test him and see what it looks like <laughs> on the inside. Let's, let's scan his brain. Yeah. So <laughs> like, there there is a little bit of foggy moments now in between this and Dad coming home, only because I I just. I, I'm still coming down off of this. It took me about a full day to mm-hmm. get back to normal where I could actually yeah. think. And uh, then, then you know, it's it, it's it's going well, and I'm talking to Dad. He leaves, and everything's going well. So at this point, I think this is where Mom finds out. And the doctor called her and says, hey, do you want to know now or do you want to come in? And she's like, no, I want to I know now. And, and then I didn't see much of Mom that entire day. And my sister was in. My family and that stuff was in. My sister knew. Mom knew. Um, but then and dad knew, so they waited. So at the end of the night, dad comes in and they go and, uh, downtown, they got me some food. Like, I think they got me like a clubhouse sandwich. I could eat those at the time, but it was like, I'd have to like chew with my hand. It was the weirdest thing because I couldn't put any pressure in the bottom. They bring me into one of these waiting rooms and I say hi to dad and, you know, how are you? Thank you for coming. I know I'm sick. Something wrong. We don't know what's going on. He still doesn't say anything. So my band comes, uh, we all come into this big like family sitting room with the TV in it, you know, off to the side, the chill room. I'm eating food and they look at me and they're like, okay, uh, so we got a diagnosis. I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. And dad's like, okay, cool. So you, and then at this point, like everybody's here, my bands, my family like we're all together and they all found out at the same time that i did and they're like okay so the diagnosis is you have lymphoma i'm like okay don't know what lymphoma is <laughs> honestly i had no idea i was i was so i had i didn't know what this was they said they said lymphoma i'm like okay i was just happy to have a diagnosis i didn't care what it was what the fuck is that i know it's like all right cool lymphoma sounds good okay you start treatment in two days uh they're gonna start doing stuff and then we're going to have to go up to Halifax. We're going to have to get some scans done up there that you can't do in Sydney. And then we will, uh, and then we'll start the treatment. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And then on the way out, they're like, uh, I said, well, it's good that we have a diagnosis. At least it's not cancer. And they look at me, they're like, Oh no, they laugh. They're like, good one. Yeah. Kind of, they kind of stop. They're like, "Uh, 
He's got a Actually, good sense of humor about it. Lymphoma is cancer. I'm like, oh, oh shit. So what how tra- long? How long <laughs> between they t- they told you it was lymphoma? Ten minutes. Oh, okay. So I had ten minutes of just knowing I had lymphoma. Okay, cool. I like you know it's a, you have osteomyelitis. You have you know whatever. I didn't know what it was, so it didn't matter to me. Can you fix it? Yes. Okay, I don't care. You know, do it. Right. And then I'm like, well, at least it's not cancer. They're like, no, lymphoma is cancer. And then now I'm educated on it. But yeah. before, when you're 19 years old, yeah. Yeah. just coming into the world as like a confident adult. Dude, before we ever talked about lymphoma on the podcast, I didn't know that it was cancer. Yeah, well, like, I, knew, also, like, I knew what it was. I- exactly. I've, heard, like, it. I've heard of it. But I didn't know it was cancer. Yeah. And it was because, the same thing. Because cancer is a, is a blanket term for basically like, a thousand different illnesses yes. yeah. that all constitute it could know, be any, cancer. You know, you know, there's a thousand names for different types of cancer. Like you have leukemia. Okay, you know what that is. You hear it a lot. And uh, but I've never heard lymphoma as cancer. I just heard mm-hmm. it as the name. Mm-hmm. So uh, now we're now we're starting the process. They're like, okay, tomorrow you're going to Halifax. So they and they once again, I'm still in all this pain that it's that, that hasn't subsided. Um, and we uh, we go and put me in an ambulance and they drive me to Halifax. So dad's in the front, I'm in the back in pain, and they put me to Halifax. They have a certain amount of meds, but the thing is, uh, Halifax uh, or uh, the the ambulances can't carry uh, anything except intravenous. So they're, they're they don't have any pills. They don't have anything in their in their vehicles that they can administer. Yeah. So they gave me a certain amount of pills, and we had a snowstorm in Halifax. No. So I came up. I had a PET scan done. After the PET scan, we. Uh, they're about to ship me back and then my ambulance leaves because he has another place to go. So they send another one for me. I'm in Halifax for like four more hours and after my PET scan and I'm running out of drugs and they get back in the ambulance. They're like, okay, you're going to go back to Sydney now. And, and they're like, we might need to stop for the night because we can't get through the snowstorm. And dad Mm -hmm. looks and like, he has chemo at seven in the Stop morning for the night on your way on my way because they didn't think like the snowstorm was so bad. The ambulance driver didn't think he could make it back. Oh, right. Fuck. The snow was so bad. I yeah. remember being in the back, but I just know outside was like I could feel it like that's a nasty drive in a snowstorm in, to in, Sydney. in the back of an ambulance. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, cra- this is crazy. This is yeah. absolutely crazy. So uh, I remember halfway there, we had to stop at a hospital to get myself like some, a bunch of Tylenol threes just to get me through the pain. Yeah. They're like, well, we can administer an intravenous and give you morphine. Nope. I'm good. I've, I've refused it. Like I would rather be in this amount of pain. Trust me. It was one yeah. of the most painful drives of my life. And we go, we get back and it, we got back at like four in the morning and it's like, okay, cool. We're in Sydney. We're good. So the next morning I'm woken up and this nurse comes in and she's like, I'm going to explain everything to you. She comes in with all these different bags. She's like, this is going to be your first round of chemo today. And I'm like, will it take the pain away? She's like, we hope so. So we go in. The nurse comes in. She has, it's called the Red Devil. It's this uh, bag. And she's like, she has a radiation vest on. And she's in front of this big piece of steel with these giant gloves. And she's getting it ready. She's like, yeah, I can't get this on my skin because it'll burn me. I'm like, and you're going to put that in me. She's like, I got to make sure the needle is perfect. So I had one IV for the rest of the uh, chemo, and I had one special one for this red devil because Whoa. they had to make sure that it went in fine. If it leaked, it would actually apparently melt your skin. Whoa. Whoa crazy. So that was in – Yeah, uh, they're putting it inside of you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it uh, – this apparently was the big one. Like this is the one that does everything. Then all the other intervenuses uh, end up 
uh, working together with this. But they say that was the big one for my cancer. When I would sit, I would sit for uh, about eight hours per chemo session. Do you know how people go like once a day or like once every two days? Mine was once every three weeks, but I'd sit for eight hours. Mm. Doxorubicin. That's it. Sold under the trade names Adramycin, among others, uh, is a chemotherapy medication used to treat cancer. Uh, A whole bunch of fucking cancers. And it's given through an IV. Um, It Where did it say? It did say something about the red devil. It's was, so fucking uh, crazy that they call it, that they the, actually call yeah, it that. I, I was just watching this. Um, I was just watching a documentary on uranium with the guy from Veritasium, <laughs> and uh, and it was like he was talking about how they use this like super super radioactive compound mm-hmm. where they put it in. It's not for it's not for treatment. It's to they they give you they inject you with it yeah. and then they put you through a machine yeah. and the 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 radioactivity allows them the the, the radioactivity uh, it swarms cancer cells yeah. so they can see on the imaging on the imaging where the if you have if you have cancer it will go to that those spots and um, and it's like super highly radioactive so if you're like right after you take it it's something like it's something like like 10 times higher than the most radioactive spot in Chernobyl. <laughs> but then, but it has a crazy short half-life. Yeah. So like three days later, it's gone. Oh, crazy. Uh, Doxy, Doxorubicin, trade name, uh, whatever I said earlier, a chemo drug nicknamed Red Devil for its deep red color and dangerous side effects. You also pee red for a day. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. It's also referred to as Red Death. Uh, doxyrubicin and several chemotherapeutic drugs cause dispigmentation, and dispigmentation is I'm assuming the abnormality in the formation of distribution distribution of pigmentation, especially in the skin or the hair. Did you uh, did you lose your hair? Yeah, yeah. So I was completely bald at one point. Wow. Did your hair uh, grow back different? It it grew back straighter. Cool. I had curly hair, oh, yeah. and now it's you know wavy or straight depending on the day. You yeah. seem like a completely different. You're like I was I was a huge kid. I was yeah. I was two hundred something pounds no, of curly pe- hair. Pe- people now I'm just a I was slim, also fit, <laughs> straight haired boy. Pe- pe- people like quite <coughs> honestly, there's a lot of people from back home who didn't know. Like I remember going up it. to another person after my weight loss and being like, he had a kid. I'm like, oh, dude, congratulations. It's like thanks, even though I don't know you. I'm like, dude, we played in a band together. Dylan, he's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. watched his brain go, I can't process <laughs> he's this. He's like, dude, I'm- your parents are Korean. Yeah. That's really So, yeah. This big pigmentation literally changes your race. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, different. So, we did that. And then I, 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 I sat in this bed and it was like eight, eight full hours. They gave me the Red Devil that went great. And then they give you. Uh, uh, the 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 uh, Benadryl, Benadryl, yeah. Benadryl. I pass out like instantly. So mm-hmm. they give you a shot of Benadryl to get through that, and I went right back to sleep. I slept for another two hours. I woke up. They're like, "How are you feeling?" I'm like, "I feel pretty good. This is this is good." And they kept changing drugs. By four thirty five, I could touch my teeth for the first time. Oh, oh wow. wow! Super fast. Actually. The first day, while the intravenous is still in me, I could. Wow! I could touch my teeth, and I'm like. Okay, by about seven forty-five at night, this is after the chemo is done. I ate. I ate a sandwich. Like so I is, could is, is, is well, that so the chemo? Di- 
um, taking away, like, is the is the tumor actually like almost shrinking in real time and taking well, less pressure I, off I, of? I, I guess one thing I forgot to mention up until this point at at the end it actually looked like I had a golf ball on the side of my face. Oh fuck! Right. So this thing was growing. You know, you could actually you could see, see it. it. It was it yeah. was on the side of my jaw and then right under, like unmistakable. Un, if un, I was talking to you right now, you, you'd see that there was something on my face. Yeah. Like I had more of a double chin back then. Once again, two hundred fifty pounds. Yep. Uh, but you could definitely see there was something growing Crazy. on my face. Like yeah, I didn't know what it was, but you could you could see it. So, so whatever was happening to it, it was taking the pressure off of the nerve that exactly. was causing the the, the numbness. And, and and like this mass was pushing at the roots of my teeth pushing my teeth out oh, yeah, i know dude, right roots like of teeth. The, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, well the, the so will this the way i described the pain like when i went to the pain shocks is if someone took a pair of pliers and Ugh. was just slowly pulling teeth out jesus that's the pain like oh, you just imagine whoa. that yeah. and then maybe that's time early that's that's what the pain was when i would go into a pain shock mm. so at about 7 45 i could touch the teeth and i ate that night uh by the next day the tumor had shrunk about 60 to 70 percent the day after it was gone, this mass was no longer on my face. What? One thing of chemo. What? Yeah, that took the tumor away. Is that okay. like um, is that like a medical first? Or were, were, no idea. Were they did didn't they... ask? Didn't need to ask. It, it didn't hurt anymore. And you were like you were also you were also you also went from two hundred and seventy pounds to one hundred and thirty five. That happened in late. one day. Uh, close, <laughs> but that happened later. Um, um, not, I mean, we, we're like, we're super low on time and I know that there's, you know, there's, there's so much more to the story, yeah. including um, another bout of cancer, and another like bout of cancer, which we might have to do in a, a second episode to get to, uh, because you got to go, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, for the sake of time and for yeah. the sake of, you know, all of this and, and within the story, we're, we're kind of at the end of it I, anyway. I want to know, I want to know where, where, like, can we skip to, what the fuck happened to your teeth? Like how? Well, so well, so this this thing that you sh- melt this thing down, yeah. and it's and it's now gone. Yeah. So why why do you now have a face full of fake teeth? Well, we're kind of in, in in this realm of the story. So what ended up happening was after this, after the chemo, I kept or I kept doing chemo. I had four rounds, you know. Uh, I this I took a bunch of drugs, and uh, I, I I I was basically good. Quite honestly, chemo wasn't that hard. As far yeah. as I, I'm concerned, it yeah. wasn't as bad as what most people think. It wasn't until like round three, I started puking a lot. How many rounds did you end up having? Four. 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 Okay. I had four rounds, but as I said, I sat for eight hours. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, you go in, you get it, and you leave. It's like, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a day, it's a day thing. And then you That's got a weak cool. recovery, you're a little weak, uh, you, you feel weird. Um, the prednisone really messes with you. Uh, that's actually why I lost my eyesight, because it messes with cataracts or your eyes. So I lost Jesus. some of my vision. Like, it's not bad, but it's, things aren't clear. So you, did you have to start wearing glasses after that? Or yeah. did you, have, you didn't have glasses nope. before? 2020 vision before, before prednisone. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And is, is prednisone a steroid? Yes. Yeah. Doesn't that make you gain weight? Yes. It can, yeah. It did. Yeah. So that's, that's where 150 went to 175. Or two, 250 two, went to, two, yeah, sorry, 275. 251 to 275. Okay. So that's when I got oh, real big. So, ha- so after the four rounds, we're like, okay, cool. Uh, so I'm done. They're like, yeah, we think we're done. We're going to send you to the oncologist and have him look at you. He's like, cool. Well, the cancer is mostly gone, but we still need to do radiation. Why? He's like, just to make sure we get everything. So we start radiation, and they're like, okay, well, you went. I had the big like radiation mask. It goes over my face, and it goes right to my chest all the way up over my head. They have all these markings on it, and they're like, cool, you're going to do a month of radiation. A month? One month. So wow. it was every single day for a month oh, except wow. Saturday and Sunday. 
So yeah, because you need your weekends and the, and the Lord's Day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Of course. <laughs> so, um, so we we're doing this, and they're like, "You might feel some side effects because we're radiation radiating your face." I'm yeah, like, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Like, oh, thanks. Right. I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought I would have been in the clear otherwise. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we go and we're doing this. Within three days, I started to feel the difference in my face. They're like, "Okay," uh, I'm like, "I'm starting to lose my sense of taste." They're like, "No, you're not. That's not going to happen until about two weeks in." I'm like, "No, things are tasting different." By Five days, like a week, week and a half in, I couldn't eat. So now my taste has gotten so bad, everything tasted like metal. Everything tasted so bad. It was just like, Whoa. like I, 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 to put it lightly, I stopped eating for two and a half months. Just because the, the taste was so revolting. So, uh, you can't. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot eat. You can't do just anything. Just like it tastes like you're so, eating pennies. Yep. Is, that how you, is that how you lost all the weight? The first time, yes. Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. Yeah, I did you're like, that you're like Christian Bale. Like, <laughs> your, your body's just like, you're like, oh, the machinist, sign so, me up. I'll lose all my but, weight. But you are kind oh, of like. Batman? Yeah, jack me back up. But it, it, it sounds like you, your body responds like very quickly to things that happen. I mean, yes. like the chemo, the, right the tumor shrank like instantaneously. The radiation things that were supposed to happen in with within like two weeks yeah. are happening in a in, couple hours. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, you OD on morphine like any other yeah. regular. <laughs> exactly. Human yeah, that so, gets eighty milligrams. <laughs> so to get to the teeth, what I'm happening is that this the, all, all these things kept happening, and then within the radiation, and it's all to your face in this. But to skip a little bit of the story of the this the weight loss. Uh, well, actually, just go into real quick. Um, within this, uh, after the radiation, it was so bad. I stopped eating and this, and I was on all these painkillers. That's when they started giving me Statex because my throat closed over, my tongue swelled up. I was turning black. Like my face started to like, I had this crazy, it was radiation is burn. That, is that an antihistamine? Uh, the the Statex? What no, is that? that's, that's, that's like almost pure morphine in a pill form. Oh. Yeah. So like Whoa. I was eating a lot of that cause that did take this pain away. Cause the pain I was in when I take the Statex, then it would, I, I, I couldn't function. Like, I tried to jam up my band once on Statex, and it's a punk rock band, and I played sl- so slow. They're like, you just, no, we're done for today. We played two songs. They're like, you can't do this. And I'm we're like, just no, going to play folk for yeah. a while. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like Radiation burn sounds oh, it's like, nice. super crazy. Yeah, like, I was, like I was a, black. Yeah. Sounds like, like a punk band name. Oh, I like it. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. <laughs> Radiation burn. So, uh, so, so within that, like, it, it, it happened, but what what ends up happening is your you lose your sense of taste, you lose this, and it changes your saliva glands. So how the teeth end up rotting out is that instead of your saliva cleaning your teeth like it kind of does, your sal- my saliva would actually attack. So it would hold like anything in my mouth, and it would attack and rot out my teeth. Ew! So but my your, saliva, your saliva basically became toxic. Exactly. Right? It's like when we've talked and to still people to this day. Still does it. Still. But you Holy can't shit. rot these out. Okay. And it was it was the saliva attacking is what happened. He's like, it's wow. just gonna keep happening no Crazy. matter what. Right. So but that's that's end up how I lost them. And I had to make the decision, like, what are we gonna do? Are we going to keep them or are we and fix them or are we gonna do this? And then I'm like, Well, can we implant them to get it perfect? Like so that I don't have to take them out. He's like, You can but you still need to clean the implants. The, the issue is, is that your saliva will now attack the implants and could infect them. So if you don't get that clean enough, then we're going to take them out and you're going to be without teeth. So I'm like, okay. So the option I went with, I have implants. I have two in the bottom, four in the top. And there's little clips that hold the teeth in. Mm. And when you hold these things in, uh, I'm able to get in, clean the implants, and then just pop them back into place. So right. the noise that you guys heard, the... 
is them popping off. That's and them on. clicking yeah. on the implants. I know that we were saying that we were running out of time, but like I, I am curious about like how how did your previous experience inform your? Because you talked about how like na- like your second yeah. experience, which happened what like eight years later. Uh, yeah, years, like eight years later. Eight, so eight years later, you have this other experience. Um, how did dealing with that the first time inform the way that you approached it the second time? Well, within a little bit of, uh, cause I, uh, you know, within therapy and talking to cancer doctors in this, it's just like, I was more prepared for it and I was more inquisitive. Like I would ask more questions about it. Like, okay, so if I do this, what's my survival rate? Like I didn't ask what my survival rate was last time. Yeah. I don't think it was long because of how quick this thing was spreading. Because as I said, it was in my throat, it was in my jaw and it was up in my sinuses when they started to radiate me mm-hmm. and that got rid of the rest of it in the chemo. Like I, I'll never forget when they showed me, he's like, here you are now. And here you are before chemo and radiation. And it was just white, like from the PET scan everywhere from my throat, all the way into my sinuses. Yeah. Remember yeah. me and mom looked like this is insane. Uh, so the second time I got sick, it wasn't as bad as the cancer. I had a carcinoid of the terminal ileum, which is a neuroendocrine tumor and uh, which is in my bowel. Uh, they start checking for the, oh yeah, but the, the first cancer, they Whoa, start looking for okay, 55. Wait. So not the same type of cancer. So completely, completely unrelated, completely unrelated Two rare forms of cancer. Incredibly rare. Whoa. Yeah. Not even close to, I said, is there any chance that this could have formed? They're like, nope, these are night and day. They're wow. apples and oranges of the cancers. Like I, I, I didn't get cancer again. I got a new one. Holy Do you shit. buy a lot of tickets? <laughs> uh, I usually lose because I keep losing the lottery because I keep losing the cancer lottery. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, one of those yeah, things. True. True. Um, true. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask, and you kind of touched on it there, was um, so my mom had bladder cancer, yeah. and and to her, like the the physical treatment um, wasn't nearly as bad as like the mental recovery process has been afterwards this the second one the uh the mental was is, is hard still is hard like i'm still recovering from it every day it's not that every day is a struggle but every day is a learning curve mm. whether it's dealing with my emotions or how come i'm acting like this how come my brain's doing this when you're going to sleep and you're thinking like am i gonna die tomorrow mm. like mm. what's gonna happen is this gonna come back um and trying to get through those thoughts is is hard and you know mental our mental health system uh works sometimes and luckily for me, I'm one of the lucky ones who it's really working for because I, I, I don't think without the support I had within the second one that I would have been able to get through it, mm-hmm. quite honestly, where I had, you know, this, this supportive fiance, I have this supportive family group and everyone was there for me at this time. Before it was, I felt like I was, not that I was on my own because my family was there, but I didn't think like I needed the help. I said, let's just get through this, whatever. Uh, you know, I got this. But as yeah. I got, when, when I did it the second time at 28 years old, it's like, okay, I got things. You're so. also two completely different humans. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, oh, 100%. From 19 to 28. Like, yeah, from the having way a your career, brain job. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about anything at that point. It's no, almost like the, no. like the naivete. The, what, how do you say that word? Yeah, I mean, you, naivete. You, you, you said it naivete. right. Naivete. Naivete. Yeah. You said it a little, like, a little <laughs> fancier. Like a little naive Italian. Italian. the way you're supposed yeah. to pronounce it. Naivete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's almost like you're more naive when you're, when oh, you're, huge. when you're 19. So you, you don't feel like you have as much lose because you don't really know. You don't, I just, you I let them do it. a blessing really. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, I, I just let them do it back then. It's just like, you yeah. guys, you guys take care of it. But this time it's like, okay, what do we do? And then I was rushed into the hospital and they're like, there's something wrong with you. Okay. Uh, be, I, I, I was admitted once for it already. And they said I had a viral infection, go home. Okay. 
cool, I have a viral infection. I'll trust that. And then six months later, it blocked up again. And what ended up happening is I just, you, you start filling yourself up backwards. Mm. I had the NG tube in. They were pulling all the grossness out of me. And uh, when they scanned me the second time, they like, no, that infection's still there. We're cutting it out. No, I, I have this. No, I'm not to get the surgery. They're like, no. They looked at me. They're like, you have to do this. And then that's when I looked at them and I got defeated again. I'm like, okay, I'll cancel everything. It was Christmas time, yeah. right? And I was going out to Edmonton with me, my fiance, my stepkid, going out to see dad for Christmas. And I'm like, hey, I'm not coming. They're going to cut me open today. He's like, okay. So he booked a ticket down and he helped me out for a little bit too. Um, but the second time it's like, well, what do I have? Do you have a, uh, a carcinoid or the terminal ileum? Okay. And what it does, it, it, it grows and it, 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 uh, it twists around the lymph node in your in your bowel and it actually just twist it and it cut it shut or closed it shut holy so shit so it gave you, yeah right it gave you uh, uh basically an, a yeah. bowel obstruction exactly so Crazy. i started uh puking everything back up and oh, uh they went, did you they, shit uh, out your mouth base uh no one out of my nose out of your nose because they had the ng tube in oh they got they pulled it out that way yeah it's so, fucking gnarly man yeah so yeah. i had the ng tube yeah, that's how they got everything out and then when they you cut thought i was out, joking i was not I, no. I also thought nope i was dead serious I, yeah i know that that is possible because we've talked about it before yeah. but also uh, it sucks yeah have, we, have also, you had it done i haven't no i haven't been that bad oh that's good no i've had i've had some super hardcore bowel obstructions yeah but not so bad that it's come out the front face. It just seems like such a cartoonish <laughs> thing to happen. Does, know. Well, you know what happened on South Park. I mean, South Park. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I mean, you know, again, there's I feel so like there's so much about. more that we can cover, but uh, for the sake, but I have of, to go to work for the sake, yeah, for the sake of Brian's <laughs> career. Um, out of everything that you've gone through, yeah. out of all the cancer, what would you say is the biggest thing that it's taken away from you? It isn't taken anything away. It's given me more. It's given me something to think about in my day. It's given me another reason to do whatever I want. Because I was a little shy back then, too. Like, I was always pretty outspoken, not as outspoken as I am now. Um, But I remember after the first one, I'm like, life's too short to not take chances. Life's too short to not want to be doing things. And this made me like, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to go do this now. And it's I I made myself a lot more about me than kind of, catering to what other people want i want to do this well i think this would be a better idea okay <laughs> and I, w- I wouldn't i wouldn't and now i'm i'm very strong-headed that way uh we're gonna do this well what if we do no this is how i want to do this this is my thing we're gonna go do this and i'm, right. I'm very that way it's like i'm gonna buy a motorcycle okay well you, you know this statistics doesn't matter this is something i want to do and like here four years later it's my favorite thing to do besides playing drums and then hanging out so it's, it's consume my life it's just it's 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 given you it's given me more of a reason to be outgoing and do things. So the, it's cancer has never taken anything away from me. It's more given me more and be like, well, I've survived, you know, an overdose. I survived cancer. I said I survived being in palliative care. Uh, I just survived a second one. It's like as these things keep building, it's like I keep going and going, and I get like just it's it, it's hard to explain. It's just this this thing in my my brain is like. You, you just, you, you, you're hearty alive, keep living a life, mm-hmm. right? And that's the way I, 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 I love living my life. I just, there, everything about it, every day I wake up, I'm like, I'm just here. Let's continue. I have, I have dark days. I have down days. We all have them, especially, you know, going to sleep, thinking about all the stuff that could have happened and what if and what if, what if. But mm-hmm. those what ifs worked in my favor and I'm still here. Like, as we just read, like, people 
have died from overdoses. People have died. Mm-hmm. Well, people die from cancer all the time. Mm-hmm. People die from what I had. We found it early, so or early-ish. If it didn't push the teeth, though, we wouldn't have found it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we got it so early because it's so invasive. It's like if you needed a cancer to have, this is the one you have because it happens so quickly. It spreads so fast. But because it was pushing my teeth out, it gave me a reason to be like, there's something wrong because this really hurts, mm-hmm. you know? Well, dude, this this has been a treat, honestly. And awesome. and I, I want to say, you know, I'm glad that not, not only that you're you're alive, but I'm I'm glad that we were able to make this work and, and find the time to get you in here. 100%, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, this. There's some crazy fight. You've, you've been through some shit. Absolutely. And, uh, and there's more. Yeah. There's more we haven't touched there, on. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet. May yeah. it, let's 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 make it happen sometime. Love to. Cool. Awesome. Uh, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. And thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week as we always are with another fantastic episode. And in the meantime, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. We've got a fuckload of ratings and reviews. It's pretty cool. Um, so if you want to add to it, it, I mean, you might as well. Um, and uh, if you've it, got a funny bone, make one kind of funny. Yeah, make one kind of funny. <laughs> or roast and, us. And for sure, hit the subscribe button. Uh, it's one of those things that just helps keep us on the Apple subscribe. Podcast charts. And uh, you can also support us over uh, at patreon.com slash sickboy. Patreon.com slash sickboy. Head over there. We big thank you to everybody who supports us there. Um, and if, you, uh, if you're not supporting us, um, you should because like, I wouldn't have to leave and go to work, and we could have had a longer conversation if uh, you know if the, if there was enough <laughs> money just to pay for us to do this full time. But you know, there's not enough patrons right now, and uh, this conversation was cut short because of that. So thanks Jesus. a lot for not oh donating. Brian, Brian just asked for all Fuck. y'all to pay his salary. Oh man! <laughs> um, and uh, who do we got to thank? We got to thank Donovan the CPAP Morgan for his amazing sound design on the show. Thanks for uh, for mastering these episodes and making them sound great. And thanks for making us feel like we're at a fucking punk rock show. Yeah, jamming out to uh, to some music by Dylan and his band. Dylan, what's your band called? Um, the band I'm playing with currently is called All Right Already. Okay, cool. Do you want to do you want to send us a, yeah, a send song? Us a, we'll, send us a song. We'll, we'll outro play it, it right now. Sure. Cool. Amazing. All right. So this is uh, All Right Already. Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. This is All Right Already. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. I'm Dylan. And this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.